whistleblower report exposing lies deceptions and all that has assaulted our way of life we must take back our freedom and live as god designed in a free america that honors our constitution and our creator our experts in medicine, ministry, law, military, environment, and education empower us to grow together as a nation. For such a time as this, the Whistleblower Report offers truth and solutions. Welcome to the Whistleblower Report. This is Dr. Lee for America here with the International Report and our international team of experts, Dr. Mike Yeadon, former Vice President for Pfizer, who is has been a tireless warrior and whistleblower since the fall of 2020, exposing the agenda of destruction that has hit the world since COVID rollout in January, February, 2020. Also with us is Andrea Klarich, Croatian freedom fighter, businessman, journalist, and someone who has been fighting for freedom since he was in his 20s as a freedom fighter standing against the Soviet occupation of Croatia and helping in the independence movement then, continuing to stand against the evil of tyranny today. And of course, your host, Dr. Vleet, or Dr. Lee for America, my radio name. And my career in medicine has been exposing the lies and deception of big medicine, big pharma, and big government, going back to my early days as a medical student and then as a beginning practicing physician. So all of us illustrate the theme of today's show that we want to encourage all of you to do in your, in your community and your state and in your country, wherever you are listening. This is an example of the power of one against tyranny, against evil destruction of humanity. We're going to give you more examples of what's been unfolding in the news lately, but we're also going to talk more about the power of one and why that is so important for all of you listening as we begin what is now the fifth year of the COVID war against humanity, using COVID as the plan to carry out global tyranny and creation of digital prison concentration camps around the world where everything you think, eat, breathe, and move is determined by a few elites who seek to imprison all humanity on this planet. It is up to all of us 
to stop their agenda. And it is only we, the people in every country who can do that through individual action and individual choices and decision. Now, people have said, well, the wolf's at the door. We better wake up and get busy. My fellow citizens around the world, I am here to tell you, the wolf isn't at the door. The wolf is inside our homes. The wolf is inside our computers and our phones and our devices through artificial intelligence, through monitoring and tracking and geolocation and geofencing and tracking our social media posts. We actually had someone in the United States who was arrested by this lawless Department of Justice for posting something on Twitter, one post, and he's arrested and in jail. This has never happened in my lifetime in America. And this was something that happened in the Soviet Union and communist Eastern Europe, communist China, North Vietnam, North Korea. And it certainly happened in the theocracy of Iran, but not in the United States of America until the Biden administration. This is out of control and things are escalating and 2024 is going to be the year that you need to make a decision to stand against tyranny. And it is the power of one, each of you making a decision in your home, in your, for your family and you, and to help in your community to warn people. We have an invasion in the United States on the Southern border that has brought in under the Biden administration more than 10 million illegals from 160 countries around the world. All, about 90% of them, military age males. It's a very chilling scenario that we're facing. And many of you across Europe, both Western and Eastern Europe are facing these migrant floods, which is designed to destabilize the Western democracies, their economy, their communities, and their social systems. It is all by design, and it is up to us to resist. And going into the fifth year of 2024, this all began in the late fall and winter of 2019, beginning with the military games in Wuhan, China in October 2019. There was already evidence that COVID, the COVID, SARS-CoV-2 virus had been released at that time, long before the rest of the world knew about it, and that it was being brought back to the U.S. with returning military service members in November, December 2019. And then the world learned about it in January, February, 2020. So we're now going into the fifth year of this COVID declaration of a pandemic that we have talked about was not really a pandemic. It was a pandemic of false positive diagnoses on a false test, the PCR test. But I wanna put it in perspective. That's longer. We've been living under the war, the COVID war against humanity, longer than the First World War and longer 
than America's involvement in World War II. Let that sink in. And it is truly staggering. And this is the year that we're going to have to take a stand even more strongly than what's already been happening. Those of you that haven't paid attention, I would encourage you to look on social media for the post about what the German farmers have accomplished in Germany to block the government's action to shut down German farms. Look at what the, what the Dutch farmers did to help preserve their farms and the food supply. Look at the million people that protested the mandates in Croatia and look at other countries, get beyond what's happening in the United States and look at what's happening in other countries where the people are saying enough is enough. And illustrating the power of one, Dr. Yeadon and I were talking before the show about one person in 19... 6061 in the United States, Francis Kathleen Oldham Kelsey was a Canadian-American pharmacologist and physician. And as a reviewer for the U.S. Food and Drug Administration, or FDA, at the time it was doing its job to serve as a regulatory agency and protect the public with proper safety oversight of proposed new drugs, she refused to authorize thalidomide. She felt it had concerns. She felt there were concerns about the lack of evidence of safety for this drug, and her concerns were later justified when it was shown that thalidomide caused massive birth defects, missing arms and legs in children whose mothers had taken it. Now, it was given across Europe, and it went on in Spain until the 1970s, and so there were many thousands of babies born without arms and legs, and some who didn't survive as a result. But Frances Kelsey was later awarded a medal by President John F. Kennedy for her work in standing against the release of this drug in the United States. That's when the power of one made a huge difference to children being born in this country at that time. Now, since that time, over my career in medicine, which began later in the 70s, I have watched the gradual erosion of the FDA from a true regulatory agency into one that played political games with new drug approvals, beginning with Vioxx that caused cardiac deaths, but they approved it anyway, failing to approve the testosterone patch in Trinza for women over the objection of lobbyists who wanted other drugs. And then we've seen many other problems over the course of my medical career with the FDA approving drugs 
on minimal grounds and not approving drugs that should have been until the recent debacle with the abject failure of the regulatory system in 2021 with essentially approval of the emergency use authorization for the COVID shots, which the FDA had to issue that license. But as Dr. Eden explained last week, and we explained in the legal discussion last week, the FDA doesn't have regulatory oversight because these were not really pharmaceutical products. They were prototypes contracted by the Department of Defense. But nevertheless, the FDA is still not doing its job because they've just approved an experimental RSV vaccine to be given to babies as young as two to six days old. And we'll tell you about that disaster. And they are continuing to allow changes to traditional vaccines without further clinical studies, without disclosure to the public of what's in them. So America and the world listening, this is the time for you to decide. Are you going to be the one person who helps protect your family, your children, and speak out in your community at the local level and get involved with the national groups that are trying to stop this global tyranny and the evil destruction of humanity with these experimental shots? Or are you going to just sit on the couch, watch TV, roll up your sleeve, and ignore it until it's too late? So Dr. Eden, you have certainly been a tireless warrior on this front. You have, you were actually one of the key people who inspired me to dig more deeply into what was really going on with these COVID shots, with the interviews that you and the paper that you and Professor Wolfgang Vodarg in Germany co-authored in the fall of 2020, when you were warning about the threats to pregnancy with the COVID shots and the similarities to the critical protein needed to establish a placenta and have a successful pregnancy. Mm -hmm. Your power of one actions at that time against the narrative influenced me and my power of one in reactivating the Truth for Health Foundation a few months later and starting the Stop the Shot campaign has had other ripple effects and the same with Andrea Claridge. So mm -hmm. share some of your thoughts about what we are encouraging everyone listening to do as we begin this fifth year of the warfare against mm -hmm. humanity and what are we going to do to stand up against it? Yeah, no, thank you for that. It's, uh, uh, it is sobering, isn't it, looking back over this time. So, uh, you know, just to say, um, you know, I was pretty successful, able, you know, uh, scientist who always enjoyed science and I'm just trying to work things out. And I, I pretty much had my career in both in Big Pharma, where I was a vice president, and then ran my own biotech. So I'd, I'd been... There weren't very many bits of the industry I hadn't seen something of. Um, but nevertheless, I was what I now call a normie, someone who 
believes um, everything the government tells you largely. And when you turn on net network TV, you more or less believe what they're telling you. Uh, that's what I was like up to the age of 60. And what changed was at the beginning of this event, a peculiar event, we were told there was this new, new and emerging <clears throat> virus sweeping across the world. Well, lots of things happening. I've described this before that just didn't fit. Um, I remember discussing it with my wife saying that that just that what is going on here? And then I noticed a few people in public health on the TV that were saying things that I knew were not true. And because they were my peers, I actually knew them. I knew they knew that, that they weren't true. In other words, they were lying. And when once you realize someone senior is lying to you on the TV, your mind, I hope, starts to think, well, what the hell is going on here? Um, so I was probably very primed by February 2020 to realizing that something was happening and it wasn't what they were saying. Um, I think what I did was I, I've done what we call in Britain sticking to my knitting. That is work in the area you know you're competent in because then you can point things out and you, you won't be rebutted. So uh, I focused on the PCR test because I thought this is not, this is no, what you can't, you cannot diagnose diseases this way. Um, the Nobel Prize winning inventor of the technique, um, Carrie Marlis, uh, said repeatedly, this is a great technique for multiplying a piece of DNA to make more of it, but it's not a diagnostic technique. Uh, so I did that pretty much through a big chunk of 2020. And here's where I will credit now Dr. Wolfgang Wodarg, public health doctor in Germany for the power of one, in that 10 years earlier, nine years earlier, he had been probably the single most important individual, at least in Europe, who realized, I think it was the swine flu pandemic of 2009 was also a fraud. Uh, I think it was actually a dress rehearsal for the PCR techniques and maybe maybe some of the media messages. So looking back on it, SARS-1, sorry, uh, swine flu 2009, I think was a dress rehearsal. Um, so Wolfgang made, made a nuisance of himself and because there were enough non-corrupted people in the EU and the German parliament, basically, this is the point here. By the power of one, he just wouldn't stop talking about how what was going on was wrong. And he built a, a, a network of people who he agreed with him, and eventually they have to pull their horns in. So why do I mention that backdrop? He, he realized what was happening faster than I did. I knew something was wrong, but not what. And I think Wolfgang, he told me he was looking for a highly credible partner to work with um, because he wanted to write an open letter. And he thought, I've got to have somebody that can carry this. So he said, I pick you because you were from the industry and you were speaking truth. And, and anyway, so he contacted me and we put the letter together. And I had a terrible night before we, before we issued it. I remember saying to my wife, if I'm wrong, I could I could harm a lot of people who won't take the vaccine on the strength of what I'm saying. She said, Joanna asked me, how sure are you? I said, I'm completely sure these are not safe. She said, fire it off. And I did. Um, it's always been a support. So so Wolfgang spotted me. I made the decision to, to say these things are dangerous. And I described some of the methods and, and Dr. Lear's highlighted them there were so many things wrong with it that i thought you know even if i'm wrong with a couple of these you still shouldn't take them just on the precautionary principle you shouldn't take them 
Um, so that's what I did. And um, in my mind, I will say, was Francis Kelsey. And not just a line. I trained as a toxicologist in the early 80s. And uh, mechanisms of toxicity is a, is a really obscure area of science, frankly. But guess what? Francis Kelsey features in the textbooks as a woman with a science degree. She looked at the dossier submitted to FDA for thalidomide. She, she was responsible for her piece. And she looked at the then scanty reproductive toxicology tests, noted something in rats that wasn't on its own a stopper, but just her instincts were triggered. And apparently in a succession of meetings, three or four of them, by a supervisor and the unit head and the head of she wouldn't get out of the way. And back in those days, I think they realized you can't, you can't just roll over somebody. These days, they would fire her, threaten her, or kill her. But Francis Kelsey, the power of one, and we can do the same because most of the people you'll be speaking to aren't going to be a big threat to you. The worst that will happen for most people is they feel embarrassed. They'll be, you know, maybe uh, blackballed from their golfing club or whatever. But you'll find other people also are suspicious at this point. For goodness sake, it's four years. So, yeah, so that's it. So that was my power of one story. And, and once I got started, I thought, I'll tell you what, um, I'd had a bit of censorship on Twitter through 2020 because they didn't like me nailing the PCR test. The ceiling fell on me within two days of this letter going up. Um, the national broadcaster, the BBC, um, arranged to interview a senior person from the Royal College of Obstet Obstetric Obstetricians and Gynecologists, so to do with uh, you know, development and birth of children. And a, a famous anchor who normally was we reading the news every day interviewed this obs and gyny lady, and they absolutely laid into me. You know, they named me. You know, we can't have these anti-vaxxers coming up with nonsense. And she asked the Royal College lady, you know, what do you think about the vaccine? She said, they're absolutely safe, essential. And uh, anyway, so my my life changed dr dramatically within 48 hours of publishing that. And the fact that they arranged to um, smear me on on BBC, the National Radio Four, so it's it's the main national serious persons radio station, tells you they're willing to do anything. Um, I mean, basically, I managed to get them to delete that segment. I should have prosecuted them, but I said, "What you've said is untrue, and if you don't apologise or withdraw, I will sue you." And within a day, they they just took the clip down from from their website, so it couldn't be heard again. But uh, anyway, that, so that's how I got into this. And uh, that was the easiest introduction I was ever going to get because it's got worse. <laughs> so I don't know if that's useful. Yes, I, that's, that is exactly what I'm talking about, is that individuals taking the risk to speak the truth when it's not convenient, and it, it may cause professional repercussions as well as personal ones. I mean, I was censored from Twitter and I was shut down in abruptly cancer with 80,000 followers mm. because I spoke the truth about COVID early treatment. I was treating COVID patients with hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin and the combination 
protocols that all of us early treatment physicians were using Mm -hmm. and it was working and I kept people out of the hospital and none of my patients died. So I was writing about that, which was all truthful. Yeah. And based in the good science. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, so, I mean, I was in the fortunate position where I hadn't quite retired, but I was, I was on a trailing throttle, shall we say in motor speak. I had three uh, minor biotech clients and it was, it was, probably making me $50,000 a year. It's a very comfortable addition uh, to, you know, falling on my own resources in early retirement. And uh, at least one of the clients I'd, I'd worked with on a previous company. So they were on their next company. But one after the other, they got a message from their CEO, need a quick call, Mike. And the same story each time was our board is not comfortable having you as an advisor on our website um, saying the things that you're saying. I said to them, you do know that what I'm saying is true. They wouldn't say it. They wouldn't. They, each of them, I'm afraid, were cowardly. They refused to comment. And they just said, look, you know, you're a good guy. And I don't want to lose you. But you you know I, I have to dismiss you at this point. So I so I stopped consulting. <laughs> and I don't, I don't mind. The cost is irrelevantly small. Also, I point out to people that um, the decision wasn't difficult because if what I thought was happening was happening, uh, a little bit of consulting income here or there was going to be completely irrelevant because we were going to lose our freedom and probably our lives. So so those people, I'm speaking to you now, an employed person who knows what's going on is wrong, but has not spoken out for all sorts of reasons. You could get another job. You could. So please look yourself in the mirror and say, is my silence warranted because of my fear of losing my income? Is it? And, and the answer is no, it's not. You, you know, I'm saying this as someone who just did the right thing and then the consequences were financial. And but you, you can do the same. I've heard the number of doctors I've spoken to who said, thank you very much, Dr. Eden, but you know, clearly I can't do this. I've got a mortgage and a family. And, and I've said, you must speak out. You, you must. Um, you know, because this is serious. And, and if you speak out, we'll win. And if you don't, your continued employment will be moot. But I, I even bumped into my wife's family doctor. Not the same lady I speak to. I saw her at Christmas shopping a couple of weeks ago. And I didn't want to speak to her because I didn't want to, I couldn't trust what I was going to say. But my wife had spoken to her and then she gestured me over. So I came over and I said, you do know, don't you, that these injections are harming and killing people and do you know what i wonder what she was going to say you know i thought was she going to deny it or walk away she said i've li- i've listened to all your lectures i couldn't believe it i've listened to all your lectures she's still in practice injecting people with covid19 vaccines and i've said uh how, how are you doing this with how are you sleeping at night you know she said oh i'm only one of six partners i'm only one voice it's like I don't care what the other voices want, uh, Doctor. You you need to do what's right by you. Is this what you want to take to your maker, you know, or whoever, whatever you think happens after you die? It's like I don't understand. And there you go. I, I I've actually remained shocked with this that I don't know this person well, uh, but she was my wife's doctor for twenty years. Seemed a good lady, but I'll just describe what went on, you know. She's taking the money. Got a very nice new SUV, a German car. Um, 
That's doing an example of the power of one doing the wrong thing. She's injured people. I suspect she's killed people. And she probably knows it. I suspect you're right. And that is, I mean, that's what Andrea lived with in Croatia, with the people who went along with the communist tyranny and the takeover of his country. Andrea, you've been the power of one example over your life since you were a young man. Yes. Uh, Well, hello, Dr. Lee and Mike. It's a pleasure to be with you again. Well, that's right. That was uh, 30 years ago. And uh, at that moment, uh, not only that uh, we were really rare fighting for freedom, uh, we we were very weak because a small country, a country that was not recognized at that moment, and we had a huge... um, obstacles because they forbid us to import weapons at the same time we had against us army who want to to keep us on force in the country what was yugoslavia at that moment and lots of people similar like me were ready to fight for independence and freedom exactly in that moment we were fighting not only for independence we were fighting for democracy because you know, for a long time, for 40, uh, 45 years in uh, Croatia, when we were a member of Yugoslavia, there was a communist system. And uh, you know, in this communist system, in the case, what was happening right now, for example, if we had the COVID crisis, if I done what I done, I would be in jail for a long time. And people were in jail at that time if they are. Uh, telling something publicly what they don't like and they just went to jail and um, there was no freedom of speech Uh, there was no freedom of thinking even for songs you could get to jail if you're singing some songs that somebody don't like you could get to jail that's why we know how to uh, how to uh, fight when we are weak but we succeed and same thing, what happened was in 20, 2021. Well, at that moment, we were in lockdown and I decided to open my business uh, without, uh, without any permission by myself in the whole country. I was the only one who was open my business in Croatia. There was an additional one guy also in Zagreb who was really supporting um, uh, this decision, but uh, I was in all newspapers because nobody done it. From this perspective, three years after that, exactly it's four already years, now it's getting in the fourth year, I see that that was really something that uh, brought up um, encouragement to all other people. Because after that, we will start to organizing lots of protests. And finally, six, seven months later, we organized the biggest protest in Croatia and fight against COVID passports and for the freedom. And we succeed to protect our children because nobody uh, was vaccinated children in Croatia against COVID-19 because of our, our movement, Croatian movement. And uh, that was power of one. That means in that moment, nobody was ready to open business except me. But I send strong message to everybody else. I went to jail for one day. But even judge who decided to let me from the jail, 
released me from jail, she said congratulations for this uh, uh, where courage movement, but um, move what you've done. That means they were aware of uh, how it was this important for our freedom and for uh, fighting for something uh, that is worth to die. You know, there is a things in life that is uh, they are worth for living. But finally, you have to find something that is worth to die, dying for. And freedom, it's always something like this. Powerfully said, Andrea. Thank you so much. And I, my hat's off to you because that did take a lot of courage. And I want everybody listening to realize one person in the entire country of Croatia made the decision to keep his business open against the mandates. And that led ultimately to a massive resistance movement across the entire country of Croatia over the next year and a half or so. It's amazing what each of us can do if we just take the stand to do what's right. And I'll ask you the question that goes through what Dr. Eden said and what Andrea Klarich said. Do you really want to sell out your soul just to take home a paycheck when you have other options? How can you look at yourself in the mirror? And how can you sleep at night if you sell out your principles? We all will stand before our creator on Judgment Day. Think about that as you start the new year and make a resolution. This year, I will take a stand for what's right, even if there's a cost to it. Because the ultimate cost is your soul for eternity if you don't. This is Dr. Lee for America. We'll be right back after the break. Thank you for joining us. And check out our website at Truth forhealth.org, where we have lots of new products and services in our truthforhealthstore.com and many items that will help you improve your health and resilience as you go into the new year of 2024. We'll be right back after the break. Check out the new Truth for Health store at truthforhealthstore.com. We have exclusive professional formulas with exciting new products, including True Mitochondrial Boost that can help improve your energy, memory, focus, and concentration. All of our products are manufactured in certified compliant facility using good manufacturing Practices approved and inspected by the FDA. Check us out, www.truthforhealthstore.com. Welcome back to the second half of the Whistleblower Report, International Report, and we are focusing today on the power of one what you can do to stand against tyranny. 
And we've talked about a lot of examples of how each of the three of us in our own realm of experience and expertise have made the decisions we could make to stand against this evil assault on humanity. And we are putting out a lot of information for all of you to use in your local community. And so now the task becomes, will you use it? Will you download our vaccine injury treatment guide and use it to help those who've gotten the COVID shots and are suffering from damage to their health? Dr. Heaton, what are some of the ways in which you are seeing the truth being withheld from people regarding the dangers of some of these experimental injections that are being rolled out? One of the things that you mentioned Mm -hmm. before we started was this new RSV vaccine. And I'd like you to share with our audience some of our concerns because that becomes information that people can use in their own communities to exercise their individual ability to be a voice against the dangers that are happening. Yeah. So, yes, there's certainly one uh, one particular example that I've come across. It was uh, sent sent to me by by a friend in America uh, that there is a a new recent injection called uh, Bay Fortus, B-E-Y-F-O-R-T-U-S. And it's a, a monoclonal rather than a vaccine, a monoclonal allegedly against RSV, which is a, uh, a pathogen that affects the airways, they claim. Um, it's uh, The thing is, although it's available, I think it's been used for a little while in mostly elderly people. The story I am bringing to you is it's now been added to the childhood vaccination schedule, childhood injection schedule um, in America. And uh, it has been, it has been, it has been added. Um, uh, so basically uh, all, all children that comply with the schedule get it. Um, but the really horrible thing is this is one that's given to neonates. Children have just been born, I think, between the ages of two days old and six days old. It's never been tested in small children. I don't think it's needed, by the way. It's never been tested. And unfortunately, the public health data in certain countries uh, shows a 50% increase in neonatal death. So babies dying younger than the age of six days. Uh, And I think it's highly likely that that's almost all of it due to this additional stressor. So um, I started by trying to focus only on COVID shots uh, because I didn't want to be thought of as an anti-vaxxer. But the more research I've done, the more I am not, I'm not content with the safety and efficacy of any vaccine anymore. And also, once you've realized an industry is happy to look the other way or even actively to design, manufacture, ship, materials using their brand names even if these are countermeasures not pharmaceuticals that injure and kill people you would you take any product from that company i don't think you would so um there are no innocents out there and so whichever company is making it i don't want your products i strongly suggest you start with the default that you're not gonna 
accept these. So if you're a, a young mom or young couple, or you're the parents of someone you're about to become a grandparent, get yourself stuck in, protect your grandchild, protect your child, accept the um, a derision that people might direct at you, you're still doing the right thing. It's more important to be able to look in the mirror or speak to your maker, whatever you find is appropriate, than to um, comply with societal rules because society is largely being run by people uh, whose interests uh, are not aligned with yours, um, who will happily take away your freedom and possibly your life. So the societal rules that we are trained to comply with as you know, intelligent primates that want to get along are on this occasion being weaponized to uh, because they know that most people will be trapped and go along with things. A famous psychologist told me in 2020, they said, you know what? I think some people would rather die with the herd than leave the herd. That phrase has never left me. They'd rather die with the herd than leave the herd. It's so painful for some people to not be aligned to what the neighbors are doing. Uh, they feel so uncomfortable. They, they'll do stupid things, inclu including allow themselves to be injected with an intentionally toxic material. So, so that's the story, uh, Lee, the um, RSV monoclonal. I strongly urge anybody who's close to newly newborns, that's you in the hospitals too, but also parents and grandparents, to protect your children from this. You don't need it, and it is dangerous. That's just shocking that, that there are countries reporting a 50%, 50 percent yeah. increase yeah. in neonatal deaths that yeah. that is absolutely appalling it and is. i can't i just can't imagine parents wanting to participate in this grand experiment and jeopardize the health of their newborn baby it's well, just, uh, just mind -boggling. like i like i said they we uh there's a i can't remember the name of the person who said it but uh maybe a hundred years ago a philosopher said that the uh the world is, uh, we are surrounded in the world by a series of hobgoblins, mostly false. <laughs> you know, in other words, they were aware that that's what the propaganda all around us. And I didn't know that myself until a few years ago. So this particular article, which I will share the link, Dr. Lee, is entitled Fear Porn. You know, um, and it's just got a series of, like, I can see five headlines in various things, you know, news, public health, public health healthcare journal and, and each one it's saying you know pediatric hospital beds are full of children with rsv pediatric beds almost overflowing in illinois and so on so they they seed the terrifying message you want as a responsible parent to do the right thing for your kid and then the nice looking doctor or nurse says oh we've got this we recommend it it's it's um i can see how hard it would be to resist even if you knew it was wrong so those well, of you you're right, because what yeah. they're doing is actually exploiting particularly mothers through their most fundamental instinct to protect their child. And yeah. they are actually exploiting them. They are manipulating the mother's actions through fear for their children. And we saw that with the COVID illness the covid shots they were saying mothers your child will die if you don't 
have them wear a mask all day if you don't get the COVID shot. It, it was a flagrant and evil lie. Children were not at risk of the COVID illness, and yet they lied to the public on that. Andrea, I have a question about what is happening in Croatia as a result, another power of one action that you took recently in 2023, you, with fairly short time frame, you organized a major international conference of international experts to speak before the Croatian parliament on December 1st. And we have put links to that in the whistleblower report shows and in our newsletters for Truth for Health Foundation. What has been the outcome? Have you seen more resistance among the population and more pressure on parliament because you took that action? Well, first of all, uh, very important that all mainstream media were present and uh, published what we've been talking about. Uh, after that, reaction are that we have now follow up. That means we, uh, one parliamentary party that was hosting us, they send three questions to government and government has to respond in 30 days usually and that will be around the 20th of January. Uh, now usually in Croatia we have a season uh, winter holidays because people like to go in, in ski, on skiing in Austria, Italy, Slovenia. And that's why now parliament is not working until 15th of January. But after that, these three questions will be in our parliament. And also beside that, there will be uh, one discussion of board for uh, medical, uh, medical board of Croatian uh, uh, parliament. Uh, we'll discuss about a uh, topic of excess uh, turbo cancers in Croatia, and that will happen somewhere in February. At same time, uh, there was some, of course, all these fact-checking companies who was fact-checked our uh, conference, and we now have already uh, Dr. McKernan prepared answer for them, and that will be also topic in the parliament because one of members of parliament will ask this question openly. That means finally, after we can say censorship for already three and a half years, now almost four years of censorship in our parliament, there will be again discussion about these things. And this discussion for sure will bring some attention because um, we have in this year elections and that will happen in the next six months, maybe three, maybe nine. But in this year will be elections in Croatia. Also, it will be elections in European for European Parliament also. And that means these statements and discussions will have impact on decisions from uh, people, from voters from Croatia. And uh, I believe also that that will brought up some other things because now as a proof that nobody trusts our government, we are seeing the same situation uh, in Croatia that they are pushing all kinds of vaccines, but nobody trusts them anymore, even for these pediatric vaccines. They are now very afraid and they are doing propaganda 
because they want to separate COVID-19 vaccines and other pediatric vaccines, but people don't trust them. And that is the proof that uh, people realize that what was happening during the pandemic was uh, mostly lie. And uh, I think uh, this is impact what we succeed to do it. What with your help, of course, also, and Dr. Yidan was also there and people are uh, uh, listening to Dr. Yidan already for four years. I know because I started when I saw this first letter from him and Dr. Wodark, I was recognized Dr. Yidan like somebody who is telling the truth. And he's also was present in, in, in the Croatian parliament. And I'm thankful for that. But people in Croatia are more thankful because they know him. They recognize him and his influence was huge in our country. And now we see, as I said, that uh, that uh, people, citizens, trust more for to somebody like Dr. Yidden than to official Croatian Agency for Public Health or Croatian Ministry of Health. And I think this is the impact what we've done. Of course, I see danger from this because in the case of really future pandemic or something like like was uh, like a really emergency, for example, it could happen. If this happened right now, we will have a huge problem because nobody will listen to what our government said. And this is not good because there is a things that we had to trust. There's institutions that doing their job good. Maybe they didn't done it all the way during the pandemic, but usually we need some institution that people can trust because there's a lots of other problems that we are facing, especially in Europe. This, uh, as you said, uh, as you mentioned already, uh, these immigrants, we are facing uh, really uh, uh, serious problems here with that because uh, already now we have a few hundred thousands of immigrants who will come in Croatia and we have to receive them. And um, I don't see policy who, you know, that I can understand why we are doing this, but we had to do it because it's decision from the uh, European uh, Commission. And uh, this danger things can happen. For example, just yesterday happened huge accident, a uh, road, road accident, because one guy was, um, uh, well, he was transporting refugees illegally. Uh, 12, uh, 14 of them in the car for seven people. And they had a huge accident with three people who died. And that was happened on the main highway in Croatia. And there is always question after that, if we didn't let them illegally to come in Croatia, maybe this uh, accident would never happen. It's 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 not normal that uh, the the uh, that car that can uh, uh, drive six person seven person to drive fourteen of them, but this is the way how they are uh, getting in European Union and going on on direction where they want illegally. I have to say, illegally. That's most important thing because I think we have to trust our uh, system, legal system, and that's the only way how to protect us. Well, this is my experience. No, you're exactly right. And we're seeing that in the United States here in Arizona with increase in traffic accidents, increase in crime, increase in congestion in the medical facilities, 
because of the diseases that the unscreened illegals are bringing across the border. We've done a lot of work on that. So it's, it's really a serious issue across the Western democracies. But this is orchestrated by design to collapse the democracies with social chaos and flooding it with people who have no concept of living in a rule of law society. They don't know how to drive. They don't have driver's license. They don't have insurance. And we're seeing the same thing here. It's, it's really quite chilling. In addition to the fact that there are known terrorists coming across our borders, for sure. So that goes back to the message that we that want, we to, want share. to share. That goes back to the message that we want to share with all of you about the power of one. And that is all of you, please listen. And I'd like to have Dr. Eden read the message from Tim, who is the administrator for his Telegram channel. This is in response to a post that Dr. Eden made, which is less critical than what Tim said in response. So Dr. Eden, as we close today and thinking about a message to encourage everyone listening to exercise their own individual power of one on some action step to protect their family and their neighborhood, their community, their state, as a commitment for the new year. I'd like you to read Tim's response sure. so that okay. it can encourage our audience. Yeah. Okay. So j just as, as context, I sent a message to my channel followers who are just about 16,000 now uh, that I said I was struggling with motivation to follow up emails and so on at the moment, because I think I've learned and shared everything I know uh, so I said, it's hard to motivate myself to do additional interviews, saying the same things and reaching largely the same people who already know what I think. And really, we should be preparing to face whatever comes. And by the way, I would rather do some yard work or play with my old motorbikes in the in the workshop. Uh, and then I gave a, uh, uh, a hat tip to Truth for Health Foundation, because I said, you can always find me there with Dr. Lee. And a few minutes later, the administrator of my channel great guy, Tim, and he wrote uh, to the channel, not just me, Tim here, I would like to respond to your last message, if I may, Mike, though it's primarily addressed to our lovely community here. The continual sea of comments here bears witness to the fact that I'm not alone in having been inspired, galvanized, and motivated by your patient due diligence and integrity through the last four years. There are many bearing witness to the crimes of the perpetrators, but few with the extreme caution, due diligence and simple honesty of your own deliveries. Do you need us to praise you, to lift you up? Do you want recognition for your work? No, you've no desire for any of these things. When you say you would rather be tinkering with your beloved bikes, anonymous and ordinary, this shines clear as the truth. What is needed from us is one thing only. And it's needed not by you, uh, but by us for the children. You've dug out and presented with sceptical caution the major planks of the controllers, the lies, the plans, the end game, the manipulations. You've honed down in interviews 
and more concise and clear presentation over time of the main undeniable facts. There was no pandemic. The injections were toxic by design. The end game by many securitous groups, including the climate hoax, is total control by the few in a global digital CBDC concentration camp. It is up to us, all of us, to speak fearlessly to all we meet in all circumstances without care of consequence or reprise or threat jobs, friendship, relationships, liberty, or even jail. The horrendous plans can be scuppered only by consistent, fearless truth-telling by more and more people. There is likely no more than three degrees of separation between any human alive and another who is aware of your work, Mike. At this stage, it doesn't matter what people think of us. The wolf is at the door. It only has lies and deceit on its side, compliance and silence. It's a weedy, pathetic creature that rules by fear, false fear, psychological operations of every hue. White pills, black pills are all equally dangerous at this point. Oh, we do nothing because it's already won, or we do nothing because it's already lost. Action. We share to all our social media, to our friends, to our colleagues, to total strangers. We will prevail if we do this. And a personal thanks to you with gratitude for the reluctant hero that you are. So that was such a moving message from my, my friend and administrator on the channel. And I commend it to you. I so admired what he wrote it that I wanted to share it with everyone. And we together, our international team, Andrea, Dr. Eden, myself, we wish you a happy and healthy new year. We also wish you a new year of bold, courageous action coming together as God's creation as unique individual human beings to exercise the power of our mind and the power of our voice to stand against evil. And in standing, we together with God's sovereignty shall prevail. God bless you all. We'll be back again next week with more on the front of the damage that's occurring with these experimental COVID shots and other updates medically, scientifically, politically, and economically on our international report. We urge you to share this program with your social media network and help spread the word of truth and hope against the lies and deception. Thank you for joining us today.